good morning, fair sirs. We are joined with uh, everybody's here. Yeah, on time too. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, kinda. And we're joined by Jamie. Jamie, I get the. I'm not. I'm just going to dive into it. It feels sure. like you have a lot on your mind. You wanna, you wanna say some stuff to us. So let us. How do you feel? I'm doing good, man. Uh, Chris, say we had a stressful week, but I'm here. You too. Yeah. Tell I, us about your stressful week. What did you do this week? Um, or what, what happened to you this week, rather? <laughs> well, it's not judicial related, so... But, um, like, no one knows. I've been trying to um, switch my career to becoming a developer, a software engineer. And um, this week has just been fighting back and forth, trying to get this promotion. And the good news is that I got my offer on Friday. Congratulations. Thank you. I got my bearables. I'm just waiting for HR to... Uh, for... Uh, the, just waiting for a chart for their actual uh, letter, letter, so I can uh, go ahead and uh, sign in and be part of the club that you belong to. So this is we've talked about this. This is web development, correct? Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna be coding with Angular and Vue. Okay. Um, so you're a developer, so you know what I'm talking yeah. about. But and on the past episodes, uh, when you talked about it, you know, it made a lot of sense, like how you can relate it to Jiu-Jitsu. I've been trying to tell to the people that I work with. I'm like, dude, you know, it's like. I know you don't know jujitsu, but if else statements make a lot of sense when you're grappling. <laughs> oh, absolutely! It's called funneling into situations. <laughs> yeah. If these conditions are true, do this. Yeah. If these other conditions are true, do that. Yep, yep. Um, all, all the, besides that, you know, you know, try to make it here twice a week, three times a week if possible. You know, Chris being a father. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's you. You made it three recently. I made it three times. Congratulations! With a, with a sick daughter and. Uh, and a crazy week, so but I'll be here. So I, I, you guys both have the have the experience of starting out as martial art practitioners, training jujitsu, training Muay Thai, yep. training MMA, even. Yep. And somewhere along the way, getting married and now having a kid. How has that transition been from? And you, you guys weren't necessarily bachelors because, you know, you're, you guys had been dating your significant other for a while at that, I'm sure, while you were training. I, I don't know, like, did you guys meet? So I guess my thing is, were you guys always dating Stacy and Daisy prior to training or did you meet them while you were training? And then what was the transition like to being a dad and how that affected your training? You you're the go? guest, man. Answer. Oh, okay. I'm just asking. I'm like, uh, I saw your face looking like you're about to answer. So I'm, just make sure. I'm, 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 I'm trying to yeah. put 15 years of, oh, yeah. uh, well, actually more than that. I actually you know. um, moved from New Jersey back in 2011 and, and I lived here for like six months. I didn't do anything because I was so focused on work. I used to work for this phone company called Vonage. Boo! Yeah. Focus on work. Well, oh, boo well, on it, that. If we backtrack a year, um, I started training in New Jersey. Um, Back in 2009, at Target Showman's uh, karate back then. Oh, so, really? So, so he was a karate gym? Really? Well, so before I started training, uh, I was like, I used to be this skinny, short kid, 70 pounds soaking wet. So <laughs> I started lifting um, back in when I was 21, and uh, for like I did that for like two years. And um, one of my friends invited me to my first UFC, UFC 111 at that time. What was and, the main event? Uh, GSP and uh, damn, I keep forgetting this British guy. We talked about the other day. Yeah, yeah, Dan yeah. Hardy. Oh, Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy, yeah. So I went to see that. And, you remember uh, this? Yeah. You yeah. remember the, the, yes. the number? That's pretty good. Yes, 111. Actually, we have a poster here in the academy of that. Somewhere. Can you can you go sign it later? <laughs> and uh, funny thing, that was the same day um, Ben Sanderfall and, and Paul was there. But 
Of course, I had no idea who that was at that time, but... So I remember uh, going to UFC, and I was like, man, this thing looks pretty cool, man. You know, all I do is lift weights and go home. I don't do anything for my cardio because I hate running. I hate treadmills, and I hate olymp- uh, ellipticals and all that crap. But you were doing karate, though, right? Uh, no, I wasn't doing anything yet. So, okay. all right. so I went home after the UFC, straight to the computer, started looking up for, um, you, know, some, you know, something about like UFC and stuff like that. So Tiger Showman showed up. At that time, it was called Tiger Showman's Karate. Um, so I went to class. I remember I signed up for the trial, and uh, I did kickboxing the first day. There was sorry to interrupt. Is his yeah. name actually Tiger? Um, no, his name is Sean Showman. Okay. I don't know what they call Tiger. Tiger does sound a lot cooler. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I don't know what they call him Tiger Showman, but tell you one thing, man, they make a lot of money up there. Oh, I bet. And um, so I remember my first class. They were teaching me how to just kick. It was just a kickboxing class, um, and. The way they work is is very karate like. So there's the belt system is not like here. Like you know, you got five belts. They got like literally like eighteen belts to make it to black. So you start with like your low white to mid white. Hang on, low white. <laughs> yeah. Define. Uh, low white. What's it was a low white color. Yeah, like yeah. yeah like, before what's, white, it like super white. I mean, like <laughs> so, oxy cleaned white. How more white can you get? Like, isn't white like? <laughs> you gotta, what, white is the actually white is all colors, right? You had a, you had a, right. <laughs> you had a gray stripe in the middle of the white. So then you got a, a plain white, and then you get a white with a black stripe oh, in this, the middle. This of it. is this is good. <laughs> Paul, so you Paul, are you listening? <laughs> so, so, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Just understand here, because because I'm used to the jujitsu kids yeah. belts, where you always get a solid color belt first, and then they start adding. No, 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 no. Is it? The, I think, I think kids you get a white stripe in it first, right? No, kids. All the kids that I've seen this start with white. Paul just get a pure white, white belt, yeah. and then they get. I think like a gray with a with a stripe, but they start gray, get, gray with the white in running horizontal. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, it's all horizontal. When we talk about stripes, we're not talking about tape. We're talking about the. So should we? Should we, should, we can't call it stripes then. We have to call it uh, a line or ray, <laughs> a rays. I don't know. With a with a line in it. Yeah. But so you you didn't get a white belt. Yeah. You had to get a funky white belt with, with a, a gray, gray line, gray line in, in the it. middle. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so. Wait, so how long did it take you to get how long did it take you to get the white belt? So like, from the, like <laughs> the low white belt yeah. to intermediate white belt. Yeah. So in the, like literally um training there for about two months, they actually rebranded to Tiger Showman's MMA. Uh I think because, you know, it just became such as UFC took over and I think karate just was not selling. So when for you them. say MMA, I see a lot of quote MMA schools yeah. around here. That are a traditional martial arts school that rebranded. Did they legitimately become an MMA, or did they say, "Oh, it's a mixed martial arts because we do hapkido and taekwondo and um, you know some other bullshit"? No, they they, <laughs> they they introduce they introduce grappling. They, okay, like yes, legitimate, the, gra- like legitimate by grappling by a qualified yes. instructor. Yes. Okay. So cool. they did not oh, have. Awesome. So um, the Tiger is black belts. They went to seminars for for grappling for years because oh, they, okay. they were they were t- like thinking of rebranding. So. Um, so they rebranded. They started teaching grappling, very basic stuff, though. So, but they didn't teach jujitsu uh, in the gi, I should say. So it was just regular grappling. Um, but Tagishom was very big about your uniform. So you know, here you show up with a t-shirt and shorts, and you're good to go. Over there, you had to show with your pants. Your pants had to be a low rank pants. You couldn't wear p- black pants. You were not allowed to wear black pants. <laughs> like <laughs> the brand, oh, the pants for, for that matter. Did you have to buy yes, like their branded the, pants the too? Tiger pants? So. You guys are gonna laugh at this, but it costs about seven hundred dollars to start at Target Showman's. Like the like the initial sign up. Yes, fee. sign up and all your gear. 
you it's like okay, going to right. it's like yeah. going to college yeah, it's like you get, 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 get you're you're not allowed to uh wear any other degree but their their uh their equipment of course you can I mean, yes. so they make the equipment called tie gear you know tie gear. <laughs> he's good he's good yeah he's really good so you had to like pack this you buy that that sorry package I'm so they get your bag. This guy up but now. You know, so like that's a good thing though right like, like if you if you can build that into the cost of a sign-up, then there's no excuse for a student to show up without uniform, without yep. gear, without this, without that. You know, like, that's good. But right? $700 is a huge barrier of entry as a sign-up fee. <laughs> but that probably includes three months of training. Uh, no, I didn't. It, just, it was just... It was just <laughs> you're going to laugh. You know how much I paid every month? I paid two hundred fifty dollars a month. Well, I mean, it's, a different it's New Jersey. So I don't know yeah, if it's the difference, yeah, yeah. but it's so, up north. Well, how yeah. much did it cost when they became an MMA gym and you now got grappling classes? Oh, uh, three hundred extra. It so it's, it's 50, fifty extra dollars. You want fifty bucks? Upsell, baby. Yes. Hey, that, that, that upsell. So, so you um, were not grandfathered in, and you were obligated to go up. You had to go up. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, so I was paying the three hundred a month. I had my equipment. Um, you cannot wear anything that it was not Target Showman branded. Uh, Rash guards pants everything had to be that brand and you it, had it does look good for photos yes and it, lining up i remember um it was very um a mac dojo type of thing and you had to stand there you can't say anything stay quiet every time the sensei yeah, spoke a, something you had to reply thing. yeah you had to reply like ooh sensei you know right afterwards hey. um you know you had the, the instructor that the the public the person that helped the, the sensei was a yoshu which is a another black belt. It's actually lower. A, a type of soy sauce, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. So what's funny is is I, I've noticed that you're one of the people that uses os more than average on the yeah. mats, especially like getting you know when we're getting ready to do a technique, it's like os, you know, and it's like when we're, when yeah, we're doing. it so kind of got ingrained in me. Yeah, you got ingrained in me because, and then like I said, it's it's three levels of black belts. I would guess for Tiger Showman. Three levels of black belts. Yeah, because you, you become a senpai, then you become a yoshu, then you become a sensei. So. Se okay, senpai. I think Danaher uses the term senpai. Is it like that's like a junior instructor? It's like right? a okay. first time black belt okay. before you get your. Like. But the only thing I didn't like is that those belts did not translate to anything. So if you became a black belt in the Target Showman curriculum and you start training jujitsu, you had to wear a white belt. And uh, that, that's good. Yeah, and right? a lot of these guys had a problem with that. Oh, I bet. I, so yeah. there's uh, there's UFC fighters that are from uh, from Target Showman. like Jimmy Rivera. He's actually my first instructor ever. And uh, what, Uriah Hall, right? Uriah Hall was of Target Showman. Funny thing, Uriah Hall did not want to wear, uh, wear a white belt at first. He thought uh, he would first serve something higher when he started training jujitsu. Just because that's, he was a black belt. That's really Target Showman. Mean, like Khabib's like a white belt, right? Yeah. And he <laughs> and he willingly wears it. Yeah. Yeah. And at first he had problems with doing that, but I think he eventually did it. Um, that's I guess that was the biggest downside because you couldn't really. When I started with Paul, okay, my bad. When I started with Paul, I actually um, I had no problem wearing a white belt again. He did ask me, "Have you trained before?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did some uh, jujitsu." Um, so coming back to the story, I, I ended up leaving uh, Florida, uh, moved to I mean, sorry, New Jersey, moved to Florida for the first six months. Like I was so focused on work, and I lived on myself because I actually moved down here with my ex-girlfriend. But she kind of took off after the first month. <laughs> so I kind of saved on myself. And then we, we need to go deeper in there. Yeah. Or should we just save that for another day? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I just pretty much I, I saved myself. So after six months, I was like, man, this lonely shit sucks. <laughs> so I started looking for, um, actually for a Target Showman school because I didn't know much here. So <laughs> I started looking for, I mean, you didn't know better, right? Like, I didn't so know any better. Yeah, you know, all I knew was Target Showman. So 
I found one in Tampa, and I'm like, I'm not gonna try to Tampa every day. So, I um, I looked up schools Wait, around. You never me. said how high you made it. Oh, I'm sorry. I made it to uh, high yellow. High yellow. High yellow. And so how many, many belts was? How many belts? That was, was three, six, nine belts. Holy! <laughs> hang on. So, so, so how, come how many testing have... fees did you actually pay? That's what I'm really asking. You, funny, you don't pay for belts. That was a good thing. Well, if you're paying fucking you pay three hundred dollars a month, I hope you don't have to pay for a goddamn belt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was, like, and there oh was not, God. it was not a testing. Um, they just randomly in the middle of class tell you they would just hang your belt. Um, so it wasn't really. Like, oh, that's that's cool. Like if the instructor felt that you're ready, he would just be like. In the middle, of, like the end of class, that we just hand you a belt. So how, next time I go to your place, I want I want to see that that where you've mounted all the. Oh man, I threw this away. I don't the- know where they are. <laughs> yeah, you're a bad person. I still have my I still have my taekwondo I, black belt. I don't know where they are. Like I left New Jersey and I didn't bring them with me. And then oh come I don't on, know, man, they're a big part of who you are now. <laughs> yeah, I can't I don't, believe I don't you know would just. I mean, did. I make fun of it, but I still appreciate it. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, I don't I don't know what my dad did with them. I know I saw one of them like holding something like in the backyard. <laughs> like, so how do you, okay, how, you said you didn't test, but like what was the curriculum to achieve like a yellow belt or whatever is you got, it's the same for every age, every rank. Yes, so um, you had the situation where kids will be the same rank as you, but they didn't mix the classes though. Like you had to be over 16 to be in the adult class. So you'll never be training with a kid pretty much. Okay, all right. So it, but but they're still learning the same regardless. The same regardless, yes. Okay. So it'll be the same curriculum. Nick Paul is staring at us. <laughs> hey, how's that tonal, Nick? How's that tonal? You want to come on and give an infomercial about this big old, like, <laughs> cell phone with a Bowflex you oh, mount on the wall? Got, there's so much buy-in. Like, I can't even, like, $3, put an inkling of buyer's remorse into him. It's like, it's like I'm trying my hardest. I mean, American corporations are so happy because instead of buying a Pedalton, which is already, like like two grand he's like no 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 let's spend three plus grand on this thing <laughs> when, when you're financing like yeah. workout equipment for your home <laughs> like <laughs> like well done america hashtag capitalism um anyways jamie so you so i made it nine belts you, in you made nine belts and you got here you started uh, how'd you find so you just you googled around and you said so yeah i, I googled around and, and i found america top thing and now what year was this this was 2011 2011. Yeah, okay. it was literally around September 2011. And actually, it was on September because it was on my birthday. It was a lonely ass birthday. <laughs> I actually was like, I was looking up uh, schools and I found this one, and I called. Which location was it at currently? It was actually the East Orlando. It was. I thought it was this school, so I called the number and uh, Jason Patino picked up. Granted, I didn't know whose people were at that time, and um, he was like, "Yeah, come in for the training," and so I was like, "Okay, I'll go for uh, for um for that uh, for the." Um, First class tomorrow, and uh, I ended up coming to the Goldrush School, thinking that was the school that I called, not the one in East Orlando. So I was like, I was like, oh yeah, it's right up the street because I used to live around Goldrush. Like, so it was literally drove drove down the drove up the street. Okay, the- so so you called up. So there was East Orlando and just regular Orlando. Yeah. You made you scheduled with East Orlando, but yeah, but I showed up to Goldrush. <laughs> yeah, so I can imagine the the look of just what the hell is this chucklehead doing when you show up <laughs> talking about whatever who, well, who, who greeted you some dude named alex i don't know like he used to work the front desk I, I never got to meet the dude like i saw him that one time and i never saw him again after that so <laughs> alex if you're, if you're at bj at bjj and bruise on instagram shoot us a dm we love it we want your story he, he gave me a t-shirt he gave me a, a one of those uh, rank t-shirts it was a black with the white logo on it so um, I came back the next day because that day 
Paul told me he, you know, he the owner wasn't there. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> <laughs> Paul was actually there. To like, oh, yeah, he's not here today. <laughs> so I came back the fair the next day Paul, and he got Paul early on. <laughs> I, I came back the next day and um, I didn't have a schedule, so I kind of just showed up to class. And at that time, I was actually dating a Puerto Rican girl down the Kissimmee. Hang on. How long was it before you broke up between the girlfriend that moved down here and uh, you're dating? I was broken up girl? for like four months now. Okay, all right. So all I right. was like a four-month break. So, so I started you had your lonely birthday, and then yeah. you found a Puerto Rican. Yeah, I found okay. a Puerto Rican girl. And, um, I was actually, well, why does it matter that she's Puerto Rican, just out of curiosity? Because it was my first Puerto Rican girl ever. Because it's cool to say Puerto Rican. It, it flows <laughs> off the tongue. Puerto Rican. You're, supp- you're supposed to go pu- Puerto. It's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. So... I remember that. So I went to my first class, and uh, it was MMA class. I had no gear. I walked in there with basketball shorts and a t-shirt. Where's all your Tiger Schulman gear, man? I didn't bring, I was $700, dude. I've left all that stuff in New Jersey. I didn't Come bring on. none of that. So I got, I get here, and um, Paul uh, lends me like these MMA gloves and these shingers. And he asked me if I trained before. So I said, yeah, I did some grappling and some kickboxing. And I showed up. The, I showed up on MMA. Yeah, I showed up on MMA sparring day. That's my first class, MMA sparring day. And so who is there? So I, I forgot who was there, but I know my first um, round was Jose Vasquez. You remember Jose Vasquez? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. He, he was already an amateur fighter, and he was he's strong as shit. So I go my first round. He like takes me down, mounts me, and starts like pounding me in the face. <laughs> my first class. Did you tap from strikes? <laughs> Paul hates that. I was just like getting like destroyed. Um, I remember by the end of the class, I walked out with a uh, black and blue eye. Like, like I left home with a purple eye. I went to see my girlfriend. And I remember I, I got to her house, and she was like, what happened to you? <laughs> Did you feel alive, though? Dude, it was the best. That's what, like, yeah, that see? I, I, like, it you was felt such, alive, yeah, it right? Was that's why you It was such a rush. Yourself. I was like, man, that's it. I found well, my calling. I, I know this is kind of a, a, this is a weird, random comment, but you don't have any cauliflower ear. I don't. How did you, like... Um, it's just like when, when I trained in, in Tiger Showman, they didn't let you grapple without those funky earmuffs. You weren't allowed to to do any really? kind of grapple. Yeah, you couldn't. You, you just couldn't get a class. Uh, they were very strict about having equipment on. If you have missing something, you just couldn't take class. Man, so, I mean, like, I, w- I have to wonder how much of that is just like we want to protect our students or how yeah. much of that is like we don't want even want to run the risk of any sort of you don't sort of weird injuries that may happen where people will become and we get to sell them another piece of equipment that's mandatory (laughs) yeah and honestly not sound cocky but i I usually don't get caught in like chokes like that like i don't ever have to like escape the The entire gym now (laughs) 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 scrape it across the ear (laughs) man guillotines to make them fight his way out yeah that's what it is so I don't, yeah, I, I, when I, so you felt alive. You 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 got you you got uh, roughed up. A black eye. Yeah. Your Puerto Rican girlfriend was. What was her reaction? Was Man, she, she was. Like, she was like, "Are you okay? Like, what the happened to you?" Uh, I was like, "Did she I, secretly I, I, like the fact that you were an MMA fighter?" She didn't. She didn't give a shit yeah, about it. Honestly, she, she like, go shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was. She was like, she didn't really give a fuck about it. <laughs> like most people that I train with, I mean, that I've been with, that they never care that I did martial arts. So, I remember. Uh, Actually, right before I joined um, ATT, uh, right next to my ex-girlfriend's house, they had one of those like karate classes, the schools. It was just a regular karate class. So I showed up in there. I was asking him if they teach uh, jiu-jitsu, stuff like that. And the guy was like, oh, we don't teach jiu-jitsu, but uh, I do side classes if you want to train jiu-jitsu. I was like, nah, man. <laughs> and they had an actual school that teaches jiu-jitsu. So, so what was your initial impression of Paul when you met him? Uh Paul was, it was hard to read him, man. He's always to himself. Like was? He, <laughs> still is. Was you know? hard to read? Till yes. the day, like sometimes you catch Paul, like 
in a good mood and sometimes he just like goes right by you <laughs> like okay um no but paul is always a cool dude man like he um he did a good job of like coming up to me and asking me like you know what i've done before and he actually rolled with me the i think the second class um he rolled with me in grappling so i knew people that that they've been here years and never rolled with paul he actually rolled with me the very second class um he asked me where i lived and i was like i just lived right down the street and um i remember he was actually at that time sleeping in the gym like he would like he wouldn't he would, i don't what was going on with him but he was staying at the gym and uh and i was looking for a roommate so that's how they fallen and me roommate thing happened <laughs> right, i'm glad we got to this because this is this is yeah, this no is would ask that, this, so. this is the this is the best part i think well not the best part but this is one of the yeah. juicy parts so how long were you and our head coach paul rodriguez roommates uh we'll say for about nine months nine months a year so does he clean up after himself dude so <laughs> here we go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I used to work for Vonage, right? It's your, remember you know where how good he is on the mat so it's it's yeah. your call how much you want to share yeah. <laughs> but i will prod <laughs> so right um i remember i, I was working for a vanish and i had to go to tampa for a week You're and working I, for who vanish you know the phone company the, like the voip yeah, which oh, yeah, does that still exist? No, which is why I'm no longer. Oh, working. okay, <laughs> fair enough. Once, once they like, once I saw the money disappearing, I was like, I'm out of here. So, um, so I remember I went to Tampa for a show, and I kept giving Paul the keys to the apartment. So I was like, just move in whenever you're ready. And um, I come back a week after, and my house is spotless, bro. Like clean, like like floors are clean, the living room is clean. There's a pineapple in the middle of my table. I was like, he brought you a pineapple? <laughs> yeah, it was like literally. A, has, he hasn't even brought me a pineapple. <laughs> so I walk in there and Paul's like in his room, like all, like he already fixed his room, like in his computer. And I was like, man, like I thought it was going to be like, you know, just shit all over the place. You know what I mean? Like he, this, he was very clean, man. I was actually very surprised. He broke his, at that time he had two, um, uh, two dogs. He had a uh, Rocky and a uh, Bailey. Oh, Rocky. Um, both, rest in peace to both of them actually. Um, Bailey passed away first, but, um, so, and I thought like, I was, that was my biggest fear. I'm like, man, he has dogs, you know, how clean he's going to be, but surprisingly really, really clean dude, man. And, um, we, we stayed there for like nine months before he moved. We actually broke the lease because I ended up moving in with Daisy and he moved in with Caroline. Whoa, when whoa. So what happened with Puerto Ricanya? Oh, in nine months. Come on, man. Um, I mean, I don't get that. Per- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, just things didn't work out. And uh, I, just, I started training like five days a week. I was literally training five days a week, three hours a day at that time. Uh, so I wasn't really. Uh, yeah. That's the truth. Dude, I was, yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was going to class like every single day after work from five o'clock all the way to like nine o'clock, uh, like every single day. So it wasn't really working out for her. So I was just like, I'm not going to quit this. I'm actually having a lot of some fun. Some ladies just don't understand Jamie. Yeah. So. Um, Jamie does the funny thing I'm sorry funny story um, um, right before Paul moved in with me though like I was probably like two weeks I was dating this uh, other Cuban girl oh <laughs> what <laughs> low key a player Jamie oh <laughs> and uh, Daisy are you are you listening to this Daisy knows about this story it's the, it's, it's the funniest story my goodness so I remember like I, I met this girl online and I, I go hang out with her, and she ended up coming to my house the wait, same day. Wait, wait, day. you met her online. Yeah, and that at that point well, in time, well, it was <laughs> yeah, it was not it was not Tinder or anything no. like that. Plenty well, of fish. Chat room. What? It was, it was plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Yeah, it was like a dating site. That's actually how I met Daisy, by the way. That's how we got. Is it, yeah. Is, this, I mean, is this like the first time the public's hearing this, or is this like so. common yeah. knowledge? I guess so. So there's no way that exists still. It must be an app. Yeah, no, no, it's still it's still there, man. 
still there. Still there and going strong. Um, so I'm at this. And down <laughs> so, it's plenty of fish. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry for my accent, by the way. I know her. But so you. Um, so I'm dating this Cuban girl. And um, so that night I went out to hang out with her, right? And the next day I had my, my grappling test with Paul for my, oh, uh, oh, for right. my orange shirt. And uh, what's going on, bro? So I told her, I was like, man, I don't want to stay up late too long today because I got, I got a test tomorrow. So I mean, we went to like Dan- downtown Disney or something. And then you, um, so we went to downtown Disney and, um, so I was like, Hey, listen, I gotta go home. I got a, I got a, a MMA test tomorrow. And, um, she ended up coming to my house and spending the night. So, wait, <laughs> so, you had an MMA test or a soft yeah, grappling? You did the MMA soft grappling test, okay. right? So she stayed in the house. So I remember the next morning I was like, okay, I gotta go testing. I left this girl that I met only one night in my house. Right. So I, I go to MMA training. I go to, uh, to do the grappling training and, um, I'm, I'm training and I'm, I'm taking the test with at the time it was Tim some dude that you know he's my roommate but he's not longer training it was Tim I think it was Matt Carrera to testing that day it was like five or six of us um, I finished doing my testing I got my uh, my orange shirt dude I go back to my house and my house is clean this girl literally cleaned my entire house I opened my drawers and she like fixed my clothes folded my clothes like, she went through all my Wait, stuff. Wait, do you, oh, like... She went through your stuff? Like, she was like, oh, I was cleaning for you. I met this girl one day. Dude, that freaked me the fuck out. Wait, do no, you yeah. do you attract, like, super OCD people yeah. or something? I don't know what it was, <laughs> Did man. she leave you a pineapple, then? <laughs> she didn't <leave> <laughs> <laughs> I so, mean, like, if she didn't, dude, get rid of her. I, I, I remember the no, next... I feel like a pineapple is, like, the male thing. What would a female yeah. leave? She would leave, like... Some pears. Dude, she was wearing my. Wait, hang on. Is this pineapple thing something I'm just completely unaware of? Is that <laughs> no. do you? Is that like etiquette when you when you clean no, a dude's house? Do you leave? It? Okay, I'm like, I, is this some? That was a whole thing, probably. Thing I don't know. What I'm thinking of is at these music festivals I've been to the past year with electronic music. People use like people just carry around like pineapples and and like <laughs> like they treat them as like little deities and they dance with they don't eat them they like dance <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that's exactly what it is <laughs> what? so uh <laughs> ecstasy's a hell of a drug right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i remember i, I so I, I went back the next day to training and i told this to the guys i told to tim and he was like dude that's the five lever clinger <laughs> like you need to get out of that yeah you need to get out of that like, so that, that, that i stuff. killed that right there and there you need to change your locks <laughs> <laughs> so i killed it right there and there man she, like, she moved my furniture she went like she fixed it was just weird like it freaked me out so i Did killed later right is this gonna end with i later found out that was paul <laughs> no 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 okay no. all right and then after that i was like i'm done you know i'm just gonna get a roommate so then paul, paul moved in and um uh, Paul and Caroline actually, because Paul Caroline was staying stay at the house a lot. So while we were roommates, I was actually practicing for my blue belt test. Um, I remember Paul was doing the, the same thing that he does now. He does the little brochure, mm-hmm. the um, pamphlet, the yeah. pamphlet thing. Yeah, so, that, so official, right? Did yeah. you feel like so ready? I was actually he didn't give it, he didn't give it to me at class. He gave it to me at home. He like we were in lunch. He was just like, "Here, man, this, this is your blue belt test." So. <laughs> I had the test. I uh, I actually went to Walmart with Tim, and we actually bought mats. So we built like a whole little gym inside my what living room. What kind of mat? Like the, those like puzzle, the mats. puzzle mats. Yeah, it's okay. puzzle mats. We just wanted to like we really wanted Are to. Are those the same test. puzzle mats that that your daughter plays on? No, 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 not no. specifically. <laughs> you did sanitize them first, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. No, they're, they're like another ones. And um, I remember like we used to like Macarena used to come over because he was also testing for the, for the blue belt. Oh. 
<laughs> so they will come over to the house. Because, um, okay, just bring back a little bit. At that time, Paul was having some issues with, with Goldorad. Goldorad actually closed down. And uh, we were training at, at East Orlando. Like, they had a, they had this, this thing that we're going to join both schools. They were going to, so everybody from Goldorad. That shit never works out. Yeah. So they. So officially, you, 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 you guys didn't have a location. We didn't have a location. An yes. official location. Yes. So you were trying to train at very. I was trying to train. Well, we had an official location at uh, East Orlando because now he, he, everybody. He just knows. threw up like quotation, quotation marks. Yeah. For those of you listening, he threw up official with quotation marks. Yeah, because. So essentially, um, the, the Goldenrod location was no more. Um, we ended up leaving to, um, to uh, East Orlando and. Um, we trained there for like I would say how many of you guys? The whole school, really? the whole like, school so moved like over to East Orlando. Yeah. 30, 40 people. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if you ever been to the old East Orlando school, but that thing was a locker room. Yeah, it was, it was like, a, it's a long like strip. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it was so small. We were on top of each other, um, so everybody moved over there. Uh, I think for about eight months before Paul reopened Goldorat. Um but during that time, because the drive from for me to Goldorat, I mean to East Orlando, was about. 25 30 minutes so it was a lot easier for me just to build a gym in my living room so i would have uh tim and, and mac come over we'll like practice all the techniques so you you guys were in a house yeah in my house yeah in okay. my apartment yeah and i remember one time we practicing and, and paul walks out the room gives us the paul stare and the <laughs> that, that look that he just gives you like like the half yeah, smile yeah, head yeah thing. shake his head and goes the fuck are you doing <laughs> i'm in the middle of, of like doing an arm bar he's like the fuck are you doing <laughs> And uh, <laughs> what a comp, what a motivator, yeah. what, a, what confidence boost you like. Oh, this is great. To be fair, though, a lot of times he will like stop us and like take off his shoes and like actually teaches the technique in the in the little mat. So it was, it was very cool. This is him. like your like passive aggressive way of getting private lessons, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked out. Just man. do it like bad enough. It's like the thing that like wives do when they're hu- they want their husband to do something and they like half ass it. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then they're like, oh, just get out of the way. I'll, I'll take care of this. Right, like you guys are doing that to Paul. Pretty much. Very like, much. I ain't paying a hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> and um, I remember, uh, and then we actually tested. I tested for my blue belt in East Orlando because, like I said, there was no gold. You're gonna say you tested at your own house. <laughs> <laughs> I should have at that point. Like, that was like, the one was we put on some coffee. <laughs> no. and a diet coke. The and rice took an hour to cook. I, so. I, I, I tested at East Orlando, and we didn't do the the shark tank back then. Um, we actually, I actually did it. I did my 10 rounds against Paul and Jason. So I literally had to go back and forth between Paul, oh Jason, Paul, Jason. Yeah. There was nobody, they were in a circle and it was just five minutes with Paul, five minutes with Jason, five minutes with Paul, five minutes with Jason for That's five rounds, terrible. I think it was. Yeah, I got, I got destroyed that day. Um, did you have any breaks? No, it was like the one minute break in between five minute rounds. Yeah. That's still pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That's terrible. I mean, that's and, um, back in the day. <laughs> right? Back in the day. And um, I remember that. And then that was back, that was in December 2012. One quick question. Did you, was it common for you to roll with Paul and Jason in class? No. Okay, so that's different. Like, I would say that that's a lot new. Of students that's get new. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, ever since Paul came with the new rule that he doesn't care about people, lower rank calling higher rank, more people have been rolling with Paul, I think. And uh, just higher rank, period. Okay, that makes sense. No, 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 we actually go up to Paul and say, hey, can you, you want to roll? Like, nobody would. Ask I, I don't want to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> but you feel comfortable now because, you know, no, no, yeah, the, yeah, the, know. that I, etiquette I, I, went I, away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before, just because etiquette, you, you, you couldn't ask a higher belt. So we wouldn't even dare ask Paul unless he told us, roll with me. So but anyway, so I got I, I tested on December 2012. But because I forgot the circumstances, I didn't get my, my actual blue belt till March 
So I was already a blue belt without the belt for three months. And then in March. You had like the certificate. <laughs> yeah. You know how you get these guys? We don't do it here, but when sometimes when these people get promoted, they get like a little certificate like, this is a certified you know, belt. Uh, from Julius Belgium. does that. Yeah, Ju- yeah, Julius Malti does that. He's cool. Yeah, he gives everybody like a certificate his, for getting a belt. It's his business model, you know. So. Yeah. The good thing is Paul doesn't do the green belt, which is winning. He's, you don't, he always trains the people who's going to be the first green belt under him. <laughs> so you don't want to be the first green belt under Paul Rodriguez. I don't think he'll ever I'd rather, do it. Anyways. I'd rather get the fifth stripe. What? I'd rather get the fifth stripe right? like, yep. than the green belt. I, I was actually talking to... um, Somebody was here talking to me and saying that they... they um. They had a green belt, and when they did competition, they were embarrassed. They were like, dude, that took the thing off, and they put a white belt on. Well, I mean... Because they don't know how to rank Troy, you. Troy. Um, Troy, there you go. Yeah, I don't know Troy, Troy, he was... Because Longwood does the green belt thing, and he went... And they were like, what the fuck is this? So, they, you know, like, we don't do that here for adults. And so, it, yeah. I think it was an IBJJF competition, too. I'm not sure. But, but East um, Orlando does it, and I remember when... Um, I don't know if Jason wanted me to wear a blue uh, uh, a green belt, but I'm glad Paul said, no, those are my students. They don't... They don't wear green belts. <laughs> so he gave me a blue belt. So. Okay, so uh, this whole green belt thing, I, I understand that it's, it's a kid's belt and all, but what's the motivation in giving the green belt out to an adult midway from white to blue? Is I, it just I, like a motivation no, thing? No, I think it's a retention thing more than yeah, anything. I mean, yeah. like, because... Okay, so you've been in it for quite a few years yeah. now. Like, what do you, in your experience and what your observation, what have you seen, which is the make or break belt? Like, which is the one you really got to stick through? I think once you make it to purple, you're good to go. I would say 60% of people will, like, continue after purple belt. So where uh, are people dropping off, though? Blue belt. I say blue. Actually, no. I, I think that's why the, the, the green belt came around, because they didn't want white belts to drop out. So maybe they created a gap. Instead of giving you uh, two stripes, they give you a, a green belt, and then you go on to your blue belt. But I think most people drop a, a blue belt, if I'm not mistaken. I, I agree. Yeah, most people, like, they make it past their belt. Especially nowadays, I feel like... It took me a year and a half to get to blue belt. I feel like now people are getting to blue belt in, like, less than a year. I know they're rushing the blue belt now, but I've seen people, I like, getting, like, eight, nine months. It's getting better now. People are getting more of what oh, they need. The case, yeah. extraneous stuff. Yeah, that could be the case. But, but I remember... No, go ahead. It, it took me about a year and three months to get to my blue belt. Um... If anything, I think my fastest belt was my blue belt. I was there for like a year and a half before I became a purple. You were at a, really? Yeah, like. From I, like, blue to purple was only yeah, a year I, and a half? Yeah, I tell people like. That's very unusual. Yeah, I tell people were you like. competing? No, I wasn't. I competed on white belt more than anything. I did four competitions as a white belt. I didn't do any competition as a blue belt. Uh, but I felt like, I don't know. I, I, I tell people I didn't feel my blue belt. I feel like I skipped that thing. <laughs> I remember my white belt a lot. Like, cause I did, that's when I learned most of the techniques. I did everything. My blue belt, it felt like it just went in and went out. Um, but I would say my, the best, the most fun I have is is in my uh, my purple belt so far, and I think that's why because that's when Paul started. Uh, um, that's when Paul was allowing me to teach actually when I was a two stripe purple. So that's probably one. That's why my favorite belts to the day. Um, I'm a brown belt you're, now. You're currently a brown belt. So you- I'm a brown belt now, man. But the other day I was listening to Chris and. and, and I'm just like you, man. I feel like I'm a purple belt right now. I should be a one-stripe purple belt, not a brown belt. But it's like the glory days. Yeah. Well, just, I, you know, I have at least a stripe on my belt. Yeah, I don't. The belt's not naked, and I'm a purple. So you know, the lower people are like, oh, this guy's cool. This guy knows some stuff. But 
I still get to have fun. And yeah, there's not the pressure. I mean, not the pressure is all self-imposed when you're it like, is. Uh, you know, it so is. it's like, but yeah, like Purple Belt to me, for some reason, just seemed to be the most. You know what it is, man? I think it's not, sometimes I feel like, man, am I, am I getting worse at this thing? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, I feel like I'm not progressing, but at the same time, you forget how good people are getting. Like, the, the, how the gap closes is insane. Like, from the point, like when you were a white belt, no, right? Like, to now, like, it's, it's, at first, I might have been like, oh, I can take that kid. But now it's like, what the hell? Like, in two years, I don't know. If post, the post teaching the technique a lot different than back in the day, by the way. So everything is just a lot better I now. mean, in all frankness, I would probably, you're probably discounting the fact that when you were a purple belt, you were still probably training five to six days a I week was. and were really doing it. Yeah. And, you know, now your life's evolved. So I think, I think in a way, just from a cardio perspective just that you're not training as much that probably influences things mentally but also paul has said that you know as, as things as people improve and not just me but this is everybody improvement is like logarithmic so it's like you make the biggest gains early on and then things take longer and longer yeah, and longer so what ends up right? happening is it's like everyone's going like 80 miles an hour at the beginning and then they hit this kind of log jam and now we're going a lot slower so the gap's closing. You, cl- you close the gap a lot initially, but then it, there's more of a trickle at that point. Like you're kind of in slow traffic, you know what I mean? Right, because I mean, <clears throat> I mean early on too, there's only, there's only so much you learn, right? Yeah. Like before you, not master it, but just become pretty proficient at it. And then like beyond that, it's just, it's the minutia that makes, starts making a major difference in strategy and stuff. So it's like learning all those major fundamentals early on are, that, like you said, that that's that it helps close that gap so much quicker, and then everybody sort of like figuring out themselves beyond that is that's the hard part, right? Like, yeah. Like building the foundations, the fun, and and in part we just make these huge uh, just gains. Um, so you are a brown belt with how many stripes now? I have two stripes right two now. Two stripes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm always being under Paul, and and I've been all over Orlando I live, right now I live like 45 minutes away but man I, I, I love training under Paul so I think I stay loyal to the school and um, I want to be a black belt under Paul hopefully one day that's the goal um, I've been training for 10 years now in this academy 9 years 10 years um, hopefully continue here if nothing, if nothing changes <laughs> what do um, you um, do you have any fights? nope I do not all yeah, I have is desire to fight. Well, if you want to come to fight with Matt Cabrera, <laughs> yeah, there we go. I was gonna bring that up. We gotta cover that story. So you had a fight with Matt Cabrera. So explain. So the story behind that. You, we all know how much of an instigator Paul is. <laughs> okay. So we didn't plan this. Paul instigated this thing. One day, Paul is you know he he was like on the next promotion. I want to have an exhibition fight. With- <laughs> And we were like, we were like, who's gonna fight? They were like, oh, it's gonna be Matt and Jamie. I was like, dude, I didn't sign up for this. It's like, wait, hang on, you're a hundred? How many pounds? I'm 135 pounds. Cabrera's what? Like 160. Okay. Okay. So, two months before this fight, Paul would literally make us do like videos calling each other out. This, like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, I remember there's a video you out there. Get your eyes checked by the yeah. uh, like <laughs> to get cleared by the Florida like art nah. commission, dude. That, it was literally five, five freaking five club <laughs> for that thing. I remember there was a, a it was a video of me um, deadlifting, right? So I do the deadlift and he makes me call out Macarena after the deadlift, and then Macarena would make another video of like 
beating up some little kid saying that he's gonna beat me up that way. It was just like a whole month of us calling each other out in videos until the day of promotion when we actually had to do the fight. Um, he won. <laughs> he won by decision. Um, um, was it three twos or three threes or what? I forgot. I know he walked out with a black and blue though. <laughs> but this is this is in where, which gym is this? This is here. It was right? here. It was here. It was like we, we had a cage fight. Like everybody was around this cage. Like Jason Carpellucci was there. Julius was there. Julian was there. They were like oh, cheering I mean, I this would fight. Miss it. I mean, <laughs> hang on. And you were and you guys were sparring. Yeah, or, we, or we, we we no we like I guess I guess we spar, but like heavy petting. Heavy, or? very much. You know, very much. Like D- did you guys have cornermen? With a what? Did you have anyone in your corners? We do. We did. Who was yours? Who was yours? Yeah. Uh, Tim was actually my corner. Oh man! And where, uh, where is this guy? I can't believe he's. I, I, I feel like Cubero is the other. William Sizemore. Oh, was, uh, okay. Right. Cabrera's uh, corner. That's that, so. That's a name that's come up uh, the last few podcasts. You know him. I'm not familiar with him. Who's William Sizemore? Will was a. Um, it was uh, kind of a pulp protege for a little bit. Um, Paul spent after, after Dylan. Yeah, right? after Dylan. Yeah, yeah. like. Paul spent a lot of time with uh, with um, with with um, Will, getting him to fight. He was actually doing really good, man. Like no, he was talented guy. Yeah, yeah he, sure. he he yeah. I'm not sure he had like three belts. He was killing it. Um, then he went pro, and um, I don't know. Then after a while, he just Paul wanted to take care of the business. Paul got to a point where like you know training fighters and running his business, you know, were you know conflicting each other. So. Paul had to make a decision whether he wanted to, to keep he training chose pros, us. <laughs> yeah, or run, run his business. And I don't blame him, you know. We're way more profitable. Yeah. <laughs> so he and reliable. Because <laughs> remember, and we like, pay on time for the most part. Because <laughs> remember, it wasn't just Will. Like it'd be Ben Saunders will like, you know, we're yeah, gonna I mean, do a whole camp with big Paul. Time. Yeah. Not, it's a big time investment. Yeah. So to train he, fighters, like, right? like Paul had to tell Ben Saunders he couldn't train him, and, and, and he, that's a UFC fighter, and he had to tell him no, just because he really wanted to, uh, you know, concentrate on his business. So I think that's why uh, Will um, ended up going to East Orlando, which he's an instructor over there from Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and MMA, I believe. And yeah. So I heard that he wanted to come back. I'm not sure how true that was, but uh, the, the, this is all speculation. The speculation that will we're not putting any words in people's <laughs> yeah. mouths. This yeah. is all he had heard. I think uh, I don't know. I don't know Which if, he I, would be welcome back. He's a talented yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. So, I mean. See, one thing about Paul is that dude never holds grudges or anything like that. He opens anybody so back to open arms. This is arms. the third time this has come up. Like yeah. I'm. So I guess, and I I was talking to Chris about this in in a group chat because Chris has said this, uh, Mike Sahibi said this, you said this. And I feel like this one ignorant, like I feel like Encino Man right now, think, you know, coming out from my, from my vault, thinking that everything's the 1950s and it's normal for people to not hold grudges and normal for people to accept people for their face values and not try to change them. But you guys have been expounding upon it like it's this amazing thing. So is it uncommon in the martial arts community? Is this Crianche thing a, a deal? That's like? A- I would say the whole Creon. I mean, for granted, Creonche is a Brazilian term, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I would say even in traditional martial arts, this is a pretty common thing. If you leave to go join another school, like, it's it's sort of frowned upon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. I would say so. Yeah, and, so, and, um, which is which is why when I was here, I was looking for Atari Shoma so much because I was in that mentality where you have to continue where you started. So, so it's kind of. Um, uh, it centers around, I would say, some sort of loyalty. Very much, say, yeah, right? yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and it's like the I. It's, <laughs> but to me, I, it's loyalty that's not fostered on a genuine relationship between two people. 
it's just sort of like you joined the club, so now you need to be loyal to us blindly. That's how I interpret it. Yes, because I think with, I mean, with most traditional martial arts too, there's that sort of like appeal to a higher authority, right? That happens a lot. Like anything that comes from outside of that source is either bad or, you know, whatever the case is. And I think with the introduction of like, honestly, the sort of more pragmatic American approach to jujitsu mm -hmm. and, and I think that's starting to go by the wayside. I mean, you you kind of see this with Keenan Cornelius now, right? Like the whole like idea of like melding of minds to really like bring up jujitsu and make that, that's what matters. Not so much like the source that you got it from. And, and the idea that, I mean, I, I was watching some early um, SBG tapes, like from way back. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I got I got to drop them right. But like, I mean, you you they talk about how, um, like, there's the idea of like the crayonche and not sharing your trade secrets with one another early on in jujitsu, and then American wrestlers were coming in, and they were like, because wrestlers just train with each other, their camps, their this that, like it's a big part of like the athletic culture there. And they thought it was weird to not share information, right? Because, um, and that's changing now. So I, th I think yeah. that's evolving when everybody thinks the pie is only so large. I think, you know, you kind of heard me talking about it the other day. Like, um, people think that the pie is only so large. But if you just think about expanding the pie, isn't that a more, a better way to look at things? So I think, and I think that's a very uniquely American thing. I think cross training will just make you better anyways. And I'm guilty of not doing this. Like I've been invited to like East Orlando by Jason to come train. I've been invited by Julius to go train over there. Um, last year, actually, I went to New Jersey and I went to um, a Hansel Gracie school for three, I took three classes there. And it was just, it was so much fun, man. Like they, they treated me so nice. I felt like I was part of the, of the crew, like the very first day. Well, and that's the thing that I find so odd because yeah. my exposure to jujitsu, and that's probably because I'm in a newer age. You know, I started in, at the end of 2017. So basically 2018 is when I started. I feel like jujitsu culture is you go anywhere and you're wearing a gi or not, you're on the mat and you share this cool passion yeah. with someone else and it's awesome. Like, you know, everyone's just yeah. like, hey man, you love jujitsu, right on, you know? Almost kind of like, we've talked about the culture, like it feels like a surf culture kind of thing. So it's odd to me that it wouldn't be like that. It's kind of like, you know, I guess kids, you know, growing up with iPhones, you know, it's like, I couldn't imagine not having an yeah, iPhone, yeah. but it's like, I can certainly imagine. I had a rotary phone when I was a kid, you know? You know, so but, but I think it's also when you go to a different school, um, you're always afraid how they're gonna like. Are you gonna be the target guy? Like, especially you got like a higher belt. If you show up to another school as a brown belt, they're gonna the first thing they're gonna say like, "Let me go with the grand brown belt." You know, and and it, you always have that uh, that's the stress that you gotta represent your gym. Gotta defend the house. Yes. So like, if, right now as a brown belt, if I go to like a different school, like anywhere else, I'm I'm gonna have the stress that man. I had to represent America Top in Orlando, and I'm a brown belt, so it's I have to go harder than I had to go schizo, like you guys call me. <laughs> so just just so I can re represent. You do that here, well, though. What do you mean? <laughs> you need to understand, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? You do, I, you do that here. Okay, so let let, let we, I'm we, five we, three. We're, we're like forty. We're forty eight minutes in now. Let's 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 tackle the elephant in the room. We've we've called you a low key schizo <laughs> on numerous episodes. We know you've heard it because you are a loyal listener. We yeah. appreciate that. What is, what is your official response to this? You know, funny thing is, I always thought I was on the, 
always grapple under control. That was I was like, really? Like, like where? <laughs> I. <laughs> Mind you, I'm really good at taking one moment yeah. and basically painting your personality with that. Okay. And it was literally, I'd probably been back to training with Paul what, for maybe a couple months. And it was when Victor Guzman was still yes. here. I know exactly the day you're talking about. And you and Victor... <laughs> And mind you, so like both of you guys are like, yeah. I don't know if you're competing for like the smaller guy, like I'm the best award or whatever it is, but you're <laughs> fucking going crazy on each other. And you, I mean, and everybody who grapples me knows that I, I'm literally incapable of going above like third gear when I drive. Yeah. So like I'm sitting here, I'm coasting at like, you know, 35 miles an hour and you guys are like scrambling around. It looks like when you, it's, there's a Simpsons episode where like... <laughs> It's a bunch of rednecks. And they take two squirrels and stick them inside a dude's pants. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just like these two squirrels and all you see is just like, like just like a, a mass of just two just movement. And I just see you guys just like scrambling across like when you think of like Looney Tunes, like a cloud of smoke with just fists and stuff like sticking out of it. And at some point I just get kicked in the head. Yeah, I know. I and I was head. like, oh my God. Well, so what, what, what belt were they at the time? I was a purple belt. And, and, purple belt. I think I still might have been a purple belt yeah. to be honest. So. I was a, and I was Victor a, was a blue belt. I Victor was a blue yes. belt already. So Paul has always had this this thing about calling me out against Puerto Ricans. So every, <laughs> yeah. So every time it was every time Paul would wait, be like, "Wait a minute, you're not even Puerto Rican. <laughs> I'm not. I'm You're Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian. You're Ecuadorian. So, <laughs> this, Paul always says he goes. Anytime I go with like great. my career, Paul goes Ecuador versus Puerto Rico round two. When I go with, with Cubero, when I go with Macarrera, and Victor Guzman was one of them because he's Puerto Rican. Is he? Okay. So every round, Macabre like, is Puerto Rican? We call him the Ginger oh, Rican. Okay. You know. Wait, he's, what is he? The Ginger Rican. Is he actually Puerto Rican? Yeah, he's half Puerto Rican. Oh, okay. He's half Puerto Rican. Cabrero, half, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, I guess that would be. Yeah, that's, not, that's certainly not Irish. Yeah. He's, um, his dad is Puerto Rican. Um, so Paul always instigate these this matches with me and, 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 and other people. So, And I told, I remember, um, Victor, I'm like, dude, they just go slow, and then he picked it up. I had to pick it up, and well, it just. In, in, in your defense, Victor is—he's got like two speeds too. Yeah, so, so. that—that's kind of like Mike and jo- Jovan. They were talking about, but like, dude, guys, I, let's just flow, yeah. and then it's like <laughs> escalation within thirty it seconds. Like <laughs> and, and to be fair, I don't know if you remember this, Noah, but I remember your first class. Oh, I remember. I remember this vividly. I remember okay. you giving me a stern lecture afterwards, like, "Bro, yeah. you're schizo." <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, oh, yes. Really? He grappled with me, and this guy was the most schizo person. He like knee me in Every- the eye and shit. But after a while, I was oh. like, "Dude, like you have to like bring Hot it down a notch." <laughs> but then look, look at you now. You're like technical as shit. But. So that was I, I. I but you remember honestly, how I handled it? Though. I wasn't schizo. All, honestly, I think I, I took. I, I think it took me about like a couple weeks to realize that you were hurting people. <laughs> No, and not even that. It wasn't effective. I wasn't. I was. I didn't have that realization yet. I wasn't thinking about other people yet, honestly. I mean, that's the truth. But I, I had this realization of like, if I want to get better, I need to accept the fact that all everyone's better than me. So all I can do is work technique, and they'll probably work with me if I work the technique. Where if I just try to like use my whatever athleticism, or yeah. as Chris likes to say, my attributes. You see attributes. Where I got that from. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not. I'm not saying those two words. Is it Matt Thornton? SVG. So yeah, I remember. I honestly don't remember the role. I just remember like you need to calm the fuck down. Something along those lines to me. Yeah, because you were very, very, very aggressive, aggressive and schizo. But 
But but uh, that's a spectre of a first uh, first time though, so I don't yeah, get mad. You're yeah, like you're yeah, like you you're, understand. You're good at it. Yeah, like, you can deal with it too. Yeah. So well, you just, and I also think what well, I think and this is something primal happens. Amazing. It's I'm thinking about it. It's like I go with people and I'm probably in the middle to lower end in terms of like stature of the people, right? Yeah. I, I, everyone coming in the gym seems huge now to me. That's that's the <laughs> I'm realizing like all our new white belts are like over 200 pounds and they're over six feet tall, but. Whenever I went with someone my size or smaller, it almost felt like a chance to say, it's my I can be like athletically yeah. dominant here or something. And I yeah. think that also fueled the fire of me being schizo with a guy like Jamie. Yeah. Because I wasn't going with a big dude. I wasn't going with, uh, well, who are some of the guys I went with? A lot of guys I went with actually aren't even here. Yeah. Like well, they've, they've, oh, so you're, you're noticing drop off. I'm noticing drop too. off too. But let, let's yeah. just say a guy the size of Mike Sahibi, even though. Yeah, I mean, a guy like Mike Zahibi, for example. And for know. people that don't know me, I'm like two and a half, 130 pounds. So <laughs> I'm like, five, like, I'm literally barely five feet three right now. So uh, Honestly, and, and no homo, yeah. you're deceptively strong for somebody your size. Well, that's because I, I, I lifted for almost, I've been lifting for almost 10 years. Granted, I haven't been lifting this whole... Your levers are also, yeah. <laughs> here's my dig. Your levers are also shorter, so it's harder to manipulate yeah, I too. Guess. So. But... but to my, uh, there goes my wife. To my uh, defense, so to my defense about this schizo thing, by the way, okay, I'm small, man, and like I'm trying to figure out. W- w- I can't use muscle because I, I get out muscle nine out of ten times, period, right? So people tell me, hey, you're small, you're short, you should be moving quick. So you should be, you know, moving oh, left oh, or right. So here it comes. So and guess what? I I I try to like have this quick pass. I try to move quick. Try to take you back, but two minutes into doing that, I'm done. <laughs> like I'm hyper, I'm like try to catch my breath and I'm like okay I wasted all my energy trying to be this quick guy because I'm sure and I'm small and I'm supposed to be able to ruin, m- move around you but now I'm back to like slowing down try to use my muscle but I don't I feel like I get a muscle every single time period I, 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 I think my my story with Jamie for, for calling him a low key schizo is I recall you I don't know when this happened but I recall like a flying arm bar that felt pretty rough <laughs> <laughs> where you came flying in, I was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" <laughs> you know, and this on is that yeah on me, and this is after <laughs> Chihuahua had done it. So I was like, "Cause I always, I always felt Chihuahuas." Well, okay, to, oh, yeah. for example, <laughs> Chihuahua, right? Like you put me in a Chihuahua, and I know you love the fact that he armbar me. Like you calling well, me I, 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 all yeah, day, yeah. every day, right? Well, but Paul also, yeah. <laughs> so you, you, we, we, there's a group of us that are like, "This is you crazy. guys love that." And, and I got so, into Paul with like. Well, he's not Puerto Rican; he's Colombian. But it was always like, yeah, put Jamie, yeah. put Jamie Chihuahua, so, put Jamie Chihuahua. How am I supposed to grapple with a guy like Chihuahua that's moving at 200 miles per hour and not try to match his his uh, his speed? I don't think you try to match you, it though. I think you, I think you should. You maintain your structure. You try to get a grip and you smash him to the mat. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm also 180 pounds. Yeah, so but, but, but me and Chihuahua weigh the same, so. I'm trying to like get a, get a hold of the kid, but I can't because he keeps just moving all over the place. So I so, try to move around. So we love you, Jamal. <laughs> that's just it, right? So okay, yeah. so we were like, why is like strength frowned upon, right? That's that's the little guy thing. That's the little guy strength. It, you know, we like why are you so schizo if you're if you're a little guy, but you got to use your attributes. That's what it is, then. Yeah, like so. I'm hoping some of my attributes it's it's moving quick, which is not. I feel like I'm slow. Like honestly, if you compare me to when I just started training, I've slowed down a lot, a lot. You should go back to the old ways. 
you know embrace it man I, go I, back I, to that i want to but then i, I only mean, if it lasts two minutes in the last two minutes <laughs> you get I, your I, seven arm bars in that amount of time if i if i go back to that I'll probably bro, roll one sprint. round and be tired just for the rest of the map sprint bro say what just, just go out sprinting just fucking blitz them i know only snap downs collar drags and flying arm bars and aggressive loop choke attempts yeah <laughs> is that his thing <laughs> or any sort of collar choke no but no no <laughs> the uh the fucking baseball bat choke he oh. so you know like almost everybody that's knows now thing. that that's my, my that's oh, my yeah, thing yeah. so like i i will neon so, skull you so, for that one. <laughs> so now i'm changing my game well, I, I have to give you credit because when I was in Iceland at this camp, yeah. there are a number of people that tried that move on me, and I knew how to defend it thanks there to you going go. with, with you and also Carl, who I know learned it from you. Exactly. So I will, I will give it, yeah, yeah. the baseball bat from bottom in particular. When, when, when people are trying to pass, pass and then yeah. you let them pass. In a way, yeah. Well, I, I used to as a bait, but honestly, um, my kryptonite, I would say, is leg locks. Like, uh, uh, yeah. And then you fall back on Paul for a leg lock yeah. yesterday. I <laughs> I, I'm watching these guys roll, yeah. and he's rolling with Paul, and he's trying to fast Paul's guard, and then he just falls back. He sits back for a foot lock, and, then and he Paul locks looks it. at me, <laughs> and I'm like, what did you just do? <laughs> you opened Pandora's box. And First I, of all, <laughs> I wasn't going to pass his, his freaking guard, like, and you know that, so I was like, you whatever. Try, you got to try, I mean, I did try. I'm like, freaking. But you know, it. though, it's, you're expanding your game. You, you, you got to try, you know, whatever. Uh, I got... Funny thing is when Paul was teaching those two two months of leg locks, which I missed because I got I was out because well, of that's injury. why he taught the class. Yes, is because you got hurt. I got hurt because of a leg lock. We we all thank you then. <laughs> we we owe it to. So me. now I'm actually thinking of taking your class. Hopefully, so oh, yeah, tomorrow uh, is, is, 10 a.m. Yeah, is, is that something that's gonna go on or is it just that day? No, no, this is a going to be a weekly thing. It's going to build, and as I said, the, it's going to be fundamentals of leg locks with an emphasis on defense and safety. Nice. See, I'm not, I'm not that ego person that's going to say, like, oh, I'm not going to let a lower belt teach. I'm like, dude, I don't know this shit. So teach tell me. us about your teach knee injury. Me. <laughs> huh? who, who injured your knee? I mean, oh. ultimately, you injured your knee. But no, 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 no. Because <laughs> I, I have a story to go along with your I, story. I have two stories about injuries. Um Two stories for injuries about for, for being dumb. Okay. First one um, happened probably eight years ago. I was grappling with Cuero. You guys know Jonathan Cuero. Yes. Um, at that time, Daisy um, hooked him up with, with this guy, right? And so, no, somebody else. <laughs> so this, Chris is mouthing names yeah. off, yeah. off so, mic. Like, so, her? Is so her? Daisy. I was a white belt. I was a white belt at the time, oh, and yes, yeah, way, way back then I was a white belt. And um, and Daisy and I were dating for like two months or something. We just started dating, so she tells this girl, "Oh, come to this academy. My boyfriend trains there, and there's a lot of hot guys there." Say <laughs> so that quotation again. But so, I wasn't there yet. <laughs> so she shows up with oh, this girl. <laughs> <laughs> so she sh- she shows up with this girl, and the class finishes, and I'm chilling with Cubero, and then she brings this girl that Cubero started to date. This dude went back in the locker room, took off his shirt, and came back out and asked me to grapple him shirtless. <laughs> For whatever reason. For whatever reason. I'm like, dude, why'd you take off your shirt? He's like, oh. He's just... So we started grappling. I'm still got my gear on. Kubero comes out shirtless. For whatever reason. Did he do push-ups first? <laughs> dude. Get a pump going. <laughs> so we started grappling, and I don't know where this dude goes 300 miles per hour on me. I was like, what the hell is going on? And he, he grabbed me on a, on a shoulder lock. Right, you didn't have a conversation dude. beforehand. Like, look, I'll I mean, make like, you look yeah, good, bro. Like, so, saying, yeah, like, like, he should have talked to me in the locker room. Like, like, WWE conversation. Yeah. About this? Like, so, all right, I'm gonna do this, and you're gonna do this. Daisy and this girl are looking at us grapple. Like, 
This guy's going 300 miles per hour. He gets me on the shoulder lock, like goes really deep. I start tapping the mat and he, he was so I started like screaming, tap, tap, because I heard it pop. That thing popped. And he's like, oh, I didn't hear you, you know, the fucking Cubero boys. <laughs> For those who don't know him, that's kind of how he sounds. Yeah. So that was my first shoulder injury. I was out for three months because of that. Just because this guy wanted to show off to a guy, I was out for three freaking months. Um, Did she immediately run onto the mat and like hug him and say, you're the one? Because <laughs> that's what, that's what yeah. happens, right? <laughs> they actually dated for a few months. And Did then they? Okay. Then I mean, I guess it, yeah. All right, good, good for him. So you might have been injured longer than they were actually. Pretty much. Dated. I was injured longer for what the time they dated, I think. And the second one, the second injury was also going against Janini and uh, oh, uh, Eric, uh, Eric Janini. And um, he just dove right into a heel so hook. the gypsy apothecary? Yeah. Have you, seen, have you seen his new thing? I can't believe I'm, promo- he, I'm promoting this for you and you should give me is some. Is that his new handle? No, he's got, a new, he's got a new side business where he makes potion and elixirs what? and beard butters. It's the gypsy apothecary. <laughs> I swear to God, this is true. You know, hey, hey it's it's. <laughs> I wish I could find my niche. I uh, I uh, had a business hey, man, for five podcast, years, bro. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, it's it's that's awesome. This, this could be a business. I had a business for five years. You guys didn't know that. No, I did. I knew. Yeah, that. I um, I I used to uh, fix cell phones and computers and stuff. So, so I heard one of the biggest issues you ran into was just dealing with vandalism and stuff. Yeah, actually, the reason why I should close wow, down that business was. Right? Yeah, I got I got. It was actually, they, they broke into my store three times. Um, yeah. yeah. So the first time was the worst though, because I, I lost like close to six, seven thousand dollars worth of inventory. Oh my. Yeah. So it was a hard thing to bounce back. So I just, and I had the baby in the way at the time. So I was like either try to bounce back or just go back to work. And, uh, which that's my daughter right there making noises. I don't even hear him. All right. So hang. Daisy, can you come around here? So we got you over here. Daisy, Jamie's wife. No. Hi. You, no, you can come over here on this one. Hello. Say hi, Emily. Say hello, everybody. And she just touched the mic. So, so Jamie probably wouldn't say this in front of you. Well, maybe he would, actually. I, I don't know. But he said when you weren't around, because you guys were having a conversation when we set this up, so I'm, I'm going to be the one saying it because it's a nice thing to say, that it, in order to train and to do this, you need to have the most supportive wife or partner to do this. So he was definitely recognizing that you let him go train. In addition to all the other stuff he does, like doing his studies to get his engineering and be able to do that, the fact that he's able to train is as much because of the work you put in as it is just the fact that he enjoys doing it. Is that right, Chris? Did he not say that? He did say that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually very grateful to her. Like, you know, she, she definitely uh, supports me in this. She knows it takes a lot of time away from her and the baby and stuff, so... And to Daisy, I want to say you have my deepest sympathy dealing with this guy. <laughs> well, it's, it's a challenge, but, you know, every day we get by. But I'm glad that he, um, this is something that he does enjoy and he loves. So I support him 100%. Do you have any interest in training? You did? Negative. Wait, you did, you did kickboxing. Oh, yeah. that's pro- Maybe, if anything, I probably would like to do Muay Thai. Oh. That's probably about it. But you, you actually did kickboxing. Here, I mean, the, the cardio bag class, oh, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Did I? No. No, no, no. No, she didn't. She wanted to do it, but she never actually she did, did it. Okay. So. I wanted to, maybe the Muay Thai, I probably would be interested, or why, cardio why, or something. Why? Okay, so what's, why not Jiu Jitsu? I don't know. It's not my thing. Have you, you haven't even tried it. 
Yeah, you're right, but I don't know. I've never. She doesn't like sweaty men. If there was a ladies only class, would you try it? Yeah, probably. We're doing our survey. This is this is very interesting. You know what? I think that's how you get them to start. Like once, like maybe they'll after grappling just with ladies for like you know a few classes. Maybe they'll go into like grappling against guys and stuff. But at least to get them in, have just a class just for uh, just a ladies class. Yeah, to break the ice. Just to break the ice. We're gonna have to keep doing that kind of survey and figure it out. Yeah. So Jamie, what are you going to be practicing today? I think we're gonna. I'm still gonna stick around this uh, deep hat we're working on. Okay. Um, it's not definitely my strongest game. Um, even Paul said, if you're small, like, don't do this. You get smashed. But it's definitely something I want to get better at, honestly. Okay. And what was, like, looking over the the past, you know, few years that you've been training, what have been some of the techniques that you've learned that you thought were really cool that you've been able to incorporate? Um, I think my strongest game has always been chokes. Um, I think I, I always... Um, and because I've been training with Paul for such a long time, I, I embrace his, his technique and the way he does things, right? Um, even though every time I take a fundamental class, he's like, the technique changed to a whole different technique from when he oh, told yeah, me that's the, the technique. That's the funny joke. It's like whenever there's people up for a blue belt, yeah. they'll you ask the upper belts. And it's and like then, a completely different technique now. <laughs> and it's the same technique. He just moved, he made an adjustment that now is like changed, so different. Yeah, the leverage have changed. Oh, yeah. Everything has changed. Yeah, so, but I think throughout the years of training, I uh, I, I, I took um, more interest up on chokes, and chokes, that's why I do a lot of, like, loop chokes. And, so uh, you do a lot more jiu-jitsu now than Muay Thai, because you did everything at some point. What, back then, what is, yes. What uh, steered you towards jiu-jitsu mainly? You know, it's I don't have the time to do Muay Thai no more. Like, I would love to do Muay Thai, but it's 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 hard enough to make it to jiu-jitsu three times a week that to that two more hours of Muay Thai is hard. But I, I would love to come back to Muay Thai at least one hour a week if I can, but... I definitely miss it. It's it's a different type of workout, I think. Um, last time, actually, I did Muay Thai. I went to sparring for whatever reason. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> we've all made that mistake. Yeah, and then oh, I've done this for years. Yeah. You take like six, seven months off and, and come, come back, back sparring. And you bar Jovan. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible experience. I came back. My 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 hands were dropping. I was getting tired all the time. I couldn't take a kick. It's just so I got to go back to. Uh, to play, uh, to, I gotta go back to the basics again just to make so sure I'm back there. So on the like 12 year or 11 year anniversary of you training, are you gonna rematch Matt Cabrera? <laughs> and we got the ring, dude. You know what? If they make it happen, I'll do it. That's fun. Okay. Or, or okay. How that's about fun. this? How about a keep though? Because uh, like that, dude, that was for a little bit, right? Like, listen, that a keep story, man. Do we want to get there? Do we want to go there? Yeah. <laughs> we got we got 10 minutes till class, bud. Okay, so. Same thing, Paul instigating. Um, he started this thing that he asked Akib, who would you fight in, in, the, in the academy? And Akib was like, nobody. And then he said, how about Jamie? And I guess Akib said, I'll fight Jamie. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm the smallest guy, you know. I guess it's the easy well, way I to mean, go. That speaks more to, about him than yeah. you, you know. So it was all fun and games, man. And at first, and I was like, okay, I'll go along with the joke, you know what I mean? But then he started, you know, started being disrespectful, started calling me out in, in Facebook, and and it was annoying with Daisy. Daisy was getting annoyed. Because I was like, you know what, if we're going to do this happen, let's, at least let's make it happen. But he would just always run away from it, you know? Until one day I confronted Akiva. I was like, dude, are you going to do this? Or, or, or you, what the hell, you know? Like, you're one person at the gym, and then you're a different person outside the gym. So, um, 
So we never really did anything. Ah, oh, okay. man. That, that would have been so awesome. We Money left on the table. But, but the funny thing is, like, friends. he actually contacted me personally, and he, like, apologized for doing all that. And when was that? Uh, that was probably, like, four or five years ago. He sent me a message saying, apologize. And he's like, he did, he literally wrote virtual bow <laughs> on the message. Wait, he wrote virtual bow. <laughs> 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 he's like you're my it's, superior it's awkward <laughs> he wrote virtual bow on it. I was like you're, you're right, right bro I, w- I was never mad at the kid you know I just he's just he's immature like that yeah that's, he, it was just know. the way he handled things and, and I hear he's back again so whatever I, I don't believe it yet <laughs> I haven't seen him I saw him I haven't seen him I saw him he came for I believe he came here twice I saw him once do a Muay Thai class with Andre oh okay good alright you know he, uh, he, he he was like man He's like, you have everything. You have a wife, a, 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 a purple belt. I was like, dude, it's, 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 I'm not God. This is becoming weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, like, I'm like, like, I'm just a regular dude, man. I just, <laughs> just train, you know? Shit. That was a, I, damn, I kind of wish that happened, though. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, no, no, it was. So who would you match up with if you could call someone out? I'm not calling nobody out. Oh, dude, why not? This is well, fun. Because, right? because like, I love these like sort of virtual matches. All right, so let's let's match up uh, Noah. Who, who you got for Noah? Oh, Jesus. Well, who I think, think he should go with Chihuahua. Like, I think that's... Dude, you're like in... in like, like, what, what's yeah, up yeah, with yeah. you and me and Noah? I mean, and Chihuahua, bro. This, like, I know, because I think, I think Chihuahua is like Jamie... There's like little bits of Jamie in there, and it's cranked up like a hundred percent. Yeah. So it's funny because it's like he's getting you're getting a, a in a weird way like a dose of your own medicine, but it's also got a Chihuahua twist. So it's it's fucking hilarious. He and and, 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 and I should make you go with my career. I think you might chop with him good. And he's and he's your size, <laughs> so there's no like size different. Like oh, he's bigger than me. So that it, it eliminates that. But potential. people people forget about this. How old is uh, Chihuahua? Oh, he's like. What, like 19 or something? I'm 34 oh, years old. 19, he's like... I am 34 years old. I've been putting my body through this for a long time, bro. <laughs> How old is he, actually? I, I think he's like 23, 24. He's a kid. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a kid. But yeah. you've, got, you've, got, you've got daddy strength now. Like, you've got... What the hell is daddy strength, <laughs> You got the... <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Macabre is always fun. He... Uh, you should much up with him. I think... Have, have you grappled with him? I've grappled with him. He, he darsed you? He, uh, tried you? he tried to darse me and he tried to footlock me. That's the two, that's so that two things. Right. Yeah. So we actually did have a funky round where he, uh, he footlocked me and then I was like, oh. And then, <laughs> then I proceeded to footlock him twice back. So <laughs> He footlocked me I, about say that a month ago. ago. Yeah. He got me in a footlock like a month ago. Straight that's my kryptonite. He's, he's, he does a good straight ankle lock. Right? Um, he's more like a calf slicer, bro. <laughs> he goes for your calf and just squishes the shit out of it. I just like seeing him go with Mike because they were in high school together, have known each other for the longest time. Yeah, and, and then Mike grew like a foot and a half or something. Or as, I don't know, Mike. I, guess I think a lot of people want to see Matt like tap, so he's like playing I, I the always, bongos, uh, as we like I, to say. I always tell Matt that he uh, he fake himself for uh, for the purple belt because he fake going. So if you know this, when you go away from the gym and you're close to or semi close to a belt, Paul will give you the belt. Before you leave the gym, so you don't have to like wait in the I've next gym. I've seen examples of that where that's yeah. not true, but yes, I would agree that that's a possibility. Yeah. So, well, I've seen it happen twice already. Um, so Matt wasn't his. He was supposed to move to Texas for good. So Paul. Good. Yeah. So right Paul, off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. Was he? I didn't yeah. know he was supposed to. I thought it was an assignment. No, no, no. He he was supposed to. Uh, he got hired lucky, and he was supposed to move over there for good. 
So Paul gives him his purple belt on his way out. And the motherfucker comes back after a year. I was like, bro. Hey, man, he, in another year, he's going to be like, I'm going to strategically leave to, for <laughs> Seattle and get my brown belt. I mean, he does train so consistently, though. I mean, it's like... He comes like once a month for jiu-jitsu, bro. So. so, to close things out, Jamie, any goals for 2020? Um, personally, like I said, continue my career, uh, hopefully become an engineer and make more money. You know what that's about. Hey, man. Yeah. Gotta, gotta and, um, support the lifestyle. Continue training. Um, hopefully make it for... My daughter's about to knock out this microphone. Um, hopefully train at least four times a week. And I want to try to out one more day once things settle down a little bit more. And maybe try for kid number two, man. Ooh. Yeah, we're planning for that. We're looking at Daisy. Is she... Is this news to you? <laughs> no, it's not news to her. She knows. Daisy like... <laughs> yeah, no. He just like, he's like, I'm just going to do it live on air. And then makes, that way she has to react in a... She can't so react. To, you run around like chasing. Uh, like, she's in the button pushing thing pulling yeah. stage. So yeah, hopefully uh, uh, continue training. I mean, I know you guys say um, belts don't matter, but to me it does. I definitely want to be. Uh, well, we're, uh, it seems like it, that's changing. Yeah. Like, uh, we, we had this hard because, line stance. Because Paul said it. At, yeah, of course it, it is. I mean, Paul right said it. Belts always matter to me, man. I think, which is one of the biggest reasons I stopped training no gi and went to gi more than anything because I felt like I needed something to show me that I was advancing or, or getting better for that matter because I don't believe Paul gives a belt to anybody so I never argue with him if he like gives it to me so I think he says something and if he skips me he doesn't give me a, a stripe I'm also okay with that because in his eyes maybe I don't in his eyes maybe I don't uh, deserve it so, so to me it doesn't matter so hopefully 2022 I'll be a black belt in the poll if I still consistent 2022? Uh, two years from now right? you got what two stripes? yeah bro listen that- uh, no, I mean, I know I'm, we, I'm, we, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming fine. life you gets in the way. Anything. Chris can say stuff. You well, can't say yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm allowed to, right? This yeah. Way, right? I'm assuming life can get in the way, you know what I mean? If you're training consistently and constantly improving, like, yeah. it's got to be considerably sooner than two years from now. Well, you know, if kids, you know, have another baby. No, no. You oh, go that, back that, to one day a week. That's a good point. You go back to one day a week and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can relate. Trying to stay consistent is probably the hardest thing in this in this sport. Oh, absolutely, it is. <laughs> yeah. but as long as you keep on grinding, that's what matters. Yeah. Chris, but, um, any final thoughts or questions for Jamie? Because we gotta get ready for class. Yeah, we do. Um, I mean, uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I do, I do enjoy this a lot. By the way, you guys made my Mondays a lot less boring. Oh, like, that's awesome. Yeah, so tell you. us, yeah, tell us what your listening routine, real quick. Um, I, I know you guys drop it every Saturday, but I don't listen to it on the weekend. I, I listen it every Monday. Every morning on the way to work, and whatever I don't finish, I finish the next day. So, so it usually takes me about three days to finish one episode. There so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I break it three days. Will so. you listen to this episode, or are you like everyone else? Is like, I can't stand this, the sound of my own. I voice. have the worst accent. <laughs> I know I speak fast. So I'm, when I listen to it, I'm gonna be very mad at myself. I was like, "Yo, shut the fuck up! Like, slow down." Yeah, like, I'm gonna be telling myself, like, to "Slow the fuck down." Speed. Like, I mean, I used to listen to my podcast at one point yeah. two. You're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. And I do. I hit the thing where it's like reduce like blanks or whatever it is, or like yeah. oh, you yeah. know, I do that too. So it sounds like these quick cuts. You're gonna have to turn yours to like well, 0.75. Yeah, I, and I apologize to anybody listening to this. I know I speak fast. I, oh. I'm working on this. Don't be self conscious. No. Yeah. You're, you're the most self conscious about that thing. It's, <laughs> you, I can understand you just fine. So. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate it, guys. It was also just fun. Yeah. All right. So let's throw on our geese and it's we're good to. Class time. God, am I teaching? Right, peace. I don't, I-